Well, hello, everybody. Tonight, we hope that you guys are doing well and uh, having a great week and uh, enjoying this beautiful weather and all the f- fabulous love bugs, right? So, I uh, know, right? I mean, I can't <laughs> yeah. hardly see out my windshield going down the street, you know? But anyway, hey, listen, they're, they're there for our pleasure, right? So anyway, <laughs> but anyway, um, we're just so grateful that you guys are with us tonight and we're excited about the whole armor of God tonight. And I uh, just want to kind of give you an announcement about, uh, I made an announcement last week, uh, in case you didn't hear it, uh, that we are going to become our own uh, separate church from uh, the main campus of Cornerstone. And I said something about getting a letter this week. Well, you may not get it this week. We're trying desperately to get them out to you. And if not, for sure, next week you'll have them for sure. So anyway, uh, we just wanted to just encourage you in that if you're looking for it. Uh, it'll be there. We're just trying to get some things done with it just to make sure it's right. So uh, just be looking out for that. And until then, uh, I hope that everybody's being safe out there and virus-free and uh, just kind of hanging with us. And uh, I know you guys are getting kind of used to us doing these um, uh, online Bible studies. And uh, it's kind of enjoyable. And we're so grateful to <laughs> Brother Danny, you know, oh, and yeah, he uh, what job. he's been doing. Him <laughs> and Cameron were working so hard today uh, fixing some things. And check out our scenery back here. Isn't this so cool? I just love <laughs> it. I love it, right? So and guess what we're talking about tonight, right? The shield, shield of, of faith. faith. And check That's out right. those shields on those soldiers back there. But we thought we'd take you back to the first century area and let you kind of see what's happening and kind of what these guys look like uh, when they're all these soldiers and everything. I don't think I'd want to be a soldier back then. Do you? No, I no, no. I no, I can't even no. fathom what uh, that would no. kind of be like for us. But thank you all for joining us. Uh, it's, it's a great time to have you. Uh, be in prayer for uh, each and everybody, you know, uh, in our fellowship, as always. We do that. And uh, we just want to go to the Lord in prayer before we get started uh, tonight. And so uh, it's just going to be a good night tonight. And uh, one of our, our whole goal tonight is go, we are going to learn how to give your faith a job tonight. A we want to give your faith a job, a J-O-B job. So that's kind of the topic tonight under the shield of faith. And so just uh, come with us now and let us all go to the Lord together in prayer And we'll get this party started, okay? Let's do it. Father, we just give you praise and honor and glory for all that you do in our life. We thank you, Lord, for your precious word. Uh, We thank you, Lord, first of all, for your precious son who who, uh, shed his blood on the cross for us to give us everlasting life. And, uh, Lord, that lived and uh, resurrected for 40 days, ascended to the right hand of the Father. And, Lord, he intercedes in all of our behalfs, Lord, even now. We thank you, Lord, that we have a Heavenly Father that we can go to in prayer. And we thank you, Lord, that not only do we have a Heavenly Father to go to in prayer, but we have a Holy Spirit that dwells inside each one of us as believers to speak to our hearts and to speak to our minds and to help us to, uh, uh, to know direction for our life, help us to understand, Lord, your word tonight. Help us, Lord, just clear our minds and hearts. Lord, if there's anything in us tonight that would uh, prevent us from having a, a clear mind and a pure heart, Lord, that you would remove any sin in our life that would be there that would... Uh, uh, sever that fellowship with you, God, and we want that to be restored, and we want to be able to stand in your presence with a pure heart. And so, God, we just give you praise for doing that tonight. We thank you, Lord, for all the many churches who may be online tonight uh, ministering the gospel of Jesus Christ throughout the world. Uh, we pray for those who may be watching tonight that's never watched us before. It's our prayer, Holy Spirit, that you just speak to their hearts tonight. And if they don't know you as Savior tonight, I pray, God, that you would just... Uh, Uh, invade the territory of their heart that they would come to know Jesus Christ as Savior and Lord of their life. So God, we just thank you for this time together. Bless all of our church family. Uh, Bless those who have been going through great ordeals. I think about Sister Isaiah, uh, Lord, up in Chicago right now. I think about um, Sister Joanne. Uh, I think about her. I think about those who have been going through uh, different things and and just pray for um, uh, pray for um, Sister Debbie Smith's uh, uh, niece and her husband who have the COVID virus, and oh, we want to lift them up to you tonight that you bless them and heal their lives, heal their bodies, God, of it. And Father, just protect all of us, Lord, from the evil one and from the virus and everything that would try to uh, uh, get us down, Father, to get us to doubt you, to get us to look away from you and look at our problems tonight. And Lord, we're going to talk about that tonight, how a lot of times we can be so distracted uh, by the enemy, God, that we don't see that the uh, the other enemy is uh, 
approaching us very swiftly and quickly to try to destroy us, our effectiveness, Lord, in your kingdom. So God, just protect us, protect us tonight and use us for your glory. Lord, we just give you praise for it all, for it's in Jesus' name. And all God's people said, amen. amen. So it's good to have everyone here tonight. And so as we do the shield of faith, we've been kind of moving right along in yes, this thing, right? And yeah, my foot's asleep. Can you oh, believe it? No. So anyway, but it's all right. It's all good. <laughs> I can't feel nothing. So anyway, this is good. <laughs> you don't have to walk, so that's good. <laughs> a good thing. I know I'm sitting down. That's good. So hey, listen, if you would, if you have your Bibles, you want to turn your Bibles to Ephesians chapter 6. And uh, we're going to read uh, verses 10 through 18 again. And uh, so uh, I like doing this. I think a repetition is a good thing. Yep. Uh, we can repeat uh, the Word of God and let it get ingrained it's in our in minds and yes. our hearts. And they down say, you know, it gets down in there, right? That's right. So, so it can be used at the proper time. But here we go, Ephesians chapter 6, uh, beginning in verse 10. It says, finally, he says, be strengthened by the Lord and by his vast strength. Put on the full armor of God so that you can stand against the tactics of the devil. For our battle is not against flesh and blood, that's so important, right? But against the rulers, against the authorities, against uh, the world powers of this darkness, against the spiritual forces in, of evil in the heavens. This is why you must take up the full armor of God, or whole armor of God, so that you may be able to do what? Resist, Resist. in the evil day <laughs> and having prepared everything to take your stand. Stand, therefore, with truth uh, like a belt around your waist, righteousness like armor on your chest, and your feet sandaled with the readiness for the gospel of peace. In every situation, take the shield of faith. Mm. Yeah, shield of faith. That's tonight. And with it, uh, you will be able to extinguish all the flaming arrows of the evil one. Take the helmet of salvation and the sword of the Spirit, which is God's word. Pray at all times in the Spirit, capital S, with every prayer and request. And stay alert, he says, in this with all perseverance. Yes. Don't give in. Don't give up. Keep trucking on, right? Keep yes. going on with an intercession for all the saints. And that's what we did a few minutes ago, praying for all the saints. And so uh, it's really good. So our goal once again tonight is we're going to learn how to give your faith and my faith mm -hmm. a, job, a job, right? Our faith Something needs a job. Something to do. Something to do, right? <laughs> so, and we'll, we'll explain uh, how that kind of goes along with the shield of faith tonight. It's so important for us to do that. So here's the thing. God doesn't just want to, to save you uh, to get your ticket punched to go to heaven, right? He doesn't want to save you. Uh, he wants to save you for his purpose. Uh, he has a purpose and a plan for your life, and so God saves you to fulfill that destiny that he has already, he has already laid forth for you. And so it's all dependent on you submitting to the perfect will of God that you would follow him, follow Jesus in his footsteps that he has already laid for you. And every one of us have a, have a different, uh, 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 we have the same destiny, but sometimes we have a different way of getting there, right? Mm -hmm. And it's not that it's a different way of getting there. I mean, there's only one way to heaven, that's through Jesus Christ. But all of us have different giftedness to reach different kinds of people. So our and ministries so, will look different. That's right. So that's our ministries do look different, right? So that's awesome. So I thought that was kind of cool to think about that. Also, uh, so if your idea is just going to church, now think about this, and sitting in a pew, right, attending Sunday school, and then be on repeat next week, right, and week after <laughs> week, then you're missing God's purpose for your life. God's purpose for your life is much, much more than that. Really, it is. It really, really is. He has a specific job for you. He has a specific task for you. He has a specific purpose that is exactly just for you. And, and, and listen, and we want to prove it to you tonight. We're going to yeah. prove it to you tonight. Yeah, our, our prayer for everyone tonight is that as we go through this lesson, that your hearts will be stirred. Yes. So if God has been speaking to you, you know, maybe he's been speaking to you about something, and this is going to confirm what he's been saying to you. So mm -hmm. this will give you the uh, help equip you to make that step, make that's that right. transition. So mm -hmm. our prayerfully, that's what's going to happen. That's so, right. And um, you don't want to miss what God's purpose is for you, right? No. Because when you miss it, then you miss out on the best that God has for you. The best blessings, the best everything. And listen, we're going to be going into what God wants to do. And when you follow him with all your heart and you're sold out to Jesus. That's right. Listen, he, has, he, he reserves the best just for you. And so it's going to be awesome. So I'm 
excited about this tonight. This is really good. So I guess it starts off, we start off in uh, James 2.20 talking about, uh, talk about faith, right? Right. And this is, uh, we're, we're talking about faith tonight. What is faith? Faith, well, in Hebrews 11 verse 1, it says that now faith is a reality of what is hoped for, and it is the proof of what is not seen. And so when you think about it, now faith is what? It is the substance. In some translation, your translation may say substance, mm-hmm. which I like because it's like tangible. It's faith is the substance of things, of what is hoped for and the evidence or the proof or the conviction of what is not seen. So mm-hmm. it's like the invisible becomes visible inside of our lives. And so, and so faith is, is huge for us. And it's something that God gives each and every one of us faith. And so in James 2.20... He talks about, in James 2, he said, Foolish man, are you willing to learn that faith without works is useless? So, mm-hmm. so if you have faith, then you, then you show your faith by the works that you do. It's not, the works, works do not save you, but if you have faith in Jesus, then you're going to demonstrate your faith in the things that you do and how you live and how you serve and how you conduct your life right. and how you walk in this life following who? Our leader, Jesus, Jesus Christ. Christ. So we need to do that. And so that word faith, when we say take up, in fact, in this here it says take up the shield of what? Faith. faith. That word, it means something so specific that sometimes we miss it, right? It means this. It's called it's called. Uh, I always get this wrong. Peace, tease, right? Peace, tease. Yes. In Greek, it's called P-I-S-T-I-S equals. It says the word faith literally means here. It's action. Yes. It's faith in action, and that's exactly what it is. In other words, your faith needs a job. That's what it needs. Your faith needs a job. So, <laughs> it needs something and, to do. Because <laughs> if you don't have a job, then your faith is not doing anything except just kind of sitting there dormant, right. right? So your faith needs, and so this word means in this verse, that, that word, that Greek word, it means, listen, you need to be a, a person of action. Your faith needs to be active, right? Mm-hmm. It needs to be moving. It needs to be doing something. That's why he says, take up. Take up the shield, the shield of faith. That's right. Act of faith. The shield is no good. Listen. Hey, listen, I got my shield tonight. See? I got my shield tonight. So, so hey, go ahead. Go ahead. Hit me. Go ahead. Hit me. That's yeah. not going to cover you. That's not going to cover me. I know. It's but, it, but, it's, but I can move it but around. But it works. So, okay. Yeah. okay. But, so you're not going to hit me. Okay. Good. No. Don't hit me. No. All right. So anyway, but anyway, the faith is no good unless it's leveled against the blow. So if she That's was right. to hit me. I would definitely move it so I don't get hit, right, the shield. So it's got to be leveled against the blow, moved into place, right, which makes it active. Mm -hmm. And this is what I like because, you know, faith is certainly supposed to be active. So my question is, is it active in you, you know? Is it Mm -hmm. active in you? And so we're going to go through a list of about 10 things tonight. And we're going to kind of talk about these 10 different things tonight. And hopefully it'll kind of bring some clarity about faith and about the shield of faith and how it's just, uh, I mean, it's, and the first one it talks about is what is active faith is what? It's, is a shield. It's a shield. An That's active right. of faith is a shield. It's a, it's really, it's like a, not only is it a defensive weapon, right? But it's also an offensive one because you've got to kind of move it up and this and that and of course, I was thinking about, you know, Captain America. You know, you ever seen that guy, Captain America? Right? He has that little shield right there. And what he does he do with that thing? Shield. He'll throw that thing and hit it, and it comes right back to him. And I, was, I wish I had a Captain America shield. That would, that's every boy's dream. So anyway, <laughs> but, but we don't have that. But it is. It's not like the other stuff we've been talking about, right? Right. And the shields, and the shields tonight, we're talking about the... Um, that Paul likened it to that soldier, that Roman soldier. And you can kind of see in the picture um, behind us that those Roman soldiers there, it's a very tall shield. So yeah. it's something they can mm-hmm. get behind. That's right. And so it's the shield. So well, last week we talked about what? The shoes of peace. That's right. And we talked about... Standing uh, firm. Standing firm, the utility belt, right? Mm-hmm. The belt of, the truth, belt of truth, right? And the breastplate of righteousness, right? Right. So all of those, mm-hmm. the, 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 the shoes, the, the shoes of peace, mm-hmm. the belt of truth, and the breastplate of righteousness, that's like our uniform. It's like something that we keep on all the time. Mm-hmm. You want to pray that on every day. Yeah. So that's not active. Right? No, it's just on us. It's it. our protective gear. You never that's take it. it off, right? Right. It's our protective gear. So you gear. sleep in it. You do everything <laughs> in it, right? You put it on, and it kind of stays on so that... 
that, that way you're ready to go. All you got to do is pick up these other uh, things, right. like the shield the and, offense, and your sword yes. and your helmet, and you put all that on. Right? Yes. So, so, yeah. so this is the and actually of of the uh, armament that Paul describes. This is the first one that we have to make an action to it. So we take it up. It's not something that's yeah, just that's on right. us, but we have to take it up as mm-hmm. we use it. So right. action. That's why. Take it up. Don't you hit me, you rascal. Don't you hit me. <laughs> take it up. So you take it up. That's what you do. Okay. This ain't much of a shield. It's Ooh, not. I had to cross upside down. Sorry. Anyway. <laughs> anyway. So. Squirrel. All right. So, so active faith is a shield. That's what it is. That's why it's a shield of faith. Faith also, number two, reveals a reliance on God. Right. right. So right. The, the shield of faith is an active reliance on God. You move that thing into action. And, and, and it shows what if, if your true reliance is on God, if you have the faith to believe that God's going to do what he says he's going to do to protect you. So you put that's that right. faith on. To you protect and guard, right? That's right. And that's protect what he, and guard that's is right. right. And then number three, it says faith is what you say you believe in action, right? Right. So if you believe it, mm-hmm. I mean, it's one thing to just believe it. That's right. Okay, you believe it. But it's another thing when you believe mm-hmm. what God says and then you move in that action to, 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 to obedience. That's right. That's right. And we always use the uh, illustration about like a sitting chair. on something. Yes. Like on this stool right here. It's a mighty little stool for such a big fellow like me. But, you know, I've got <laughs> faith to believe it's going to hold me up. And so I can sit down in it with absolute confidence because I've already been sitting in it that it will hold <laughs> me up and support my weight for now anyway. So anyway, so I did. Oh, what well, my faith in action. You relied on that stool. My faith mm-hmm. in action. I did. I rely on it and. Uh, it's got a cushion on it, which I'm glad. So anyway, that's <laughs> all good. So faith is, um, listen, is what you say you believe in action. You've got to put it in action. So listen, mm-hmm. l- listen to the proof. Faith isn't supposed to be dormant. Faith isn't just sitting about like saying, feed me, feed me, feed me. Uh, Jesus wanted you to just sit there going, feed me, feed me, feed me. Because a lot of times we can get in that, we can get caught in a rut of just feed me, feed me. But mm-hmm. faith is what you do with what you're fed. So Once you walk outside that's right yeah. once you go once out you, once you're fed mm-hmm. then it's our job it's our it's our job to trust and, and then move into the action. move on out to the action exactly right into our lives. Um, and then number four it says faith is when you act like god is telling you the truth think about that faith is when you act like god is telling mm-hmm. you the truth he is telling you the truth and so here's the thing if you don't do what he tells you to do in this truth then you're not then acting you're, in faith. <laughs> you're, not. You're, you're not. You're not trusting that what his word is exactly what he says mm-hmm. it is. And That's he right. means what he says he when says he tells it. what he means. Exactly. Right. So, you know, it, you can't just say, I believe that. I believe right. that he'll never leave me or forsake me. And yet you never All right. you trust never, in that. You never trust him in that, right? Right. So if you believe God in faith and you're going to do something about it, you're going to act even in the midst of when it doesn't, it seems like impossible, it. Mm-hmm. or maybe it doesn't look like, oh, no, this will never work, you know? But if God tells you to do something, then you need to do it. You need mm-hmm. to act in faith. And if he told you to do it, then he's going to make it happen uh, there, brother and sister. Mm-hmm. And you just got to be obedient to what he says to do and walk in faith. It's, it's really believing more about what God is or what mm-hmm. God says than really ourselves. That's exactly right. Mm-hmm. It yeah. sure is. So it's really good. And so next, move on. Number five says, we will never see the benefits of mm-hmm. our faith and our relationship with God unless we are willing to marry, dun, 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 marry <laughs> faith with our actions. We've got to marry faith with our actions. So authenticity then, authentic faith, really begins when you do what? When you surrender to the will of God. Mm-hmm. So you have to ask, are you surrendered to the will of God? And who's our example of that? Jesus. Jesus Jesus is our ultimate. He is the epitome of all examples of how we walk in faith with Jesus Christ. Jesus walked and he showed, he demonstrated that faith to us. He knew, he prayed to his heavenly father, God saw. He is our example of how we need Mm. to trust in God. Let this this cup pass from me, but nevertheless, your will Will be done. done. That's a a full surrender. That's a complete surrender. And we know it from history. We know it because what did he do? He laid down on a cross, and he bore the sins of the world mm-hmm. and uh, took the spikes in his hands and feet and 
took the piercing of the javelin in his side and he and he and he he shed his blood for you and me and then was taken down from the cross placed in an empty tomb and then three days later he rises from the dead he overcomes death down the grave to show us that hey Listen, faith is certainly active mm-hmm. when you look at Jesus from the cross to the grave to the resurrection to this 40 days following that to his ascension to sit at the Father's right hand to intercede on our behalf. Jesus actually did that. The truth is he did that and he operated in the faith that he had as well as being fully God but also fully mm-hmm. human, mm-hmm. right? And gave his life a ransom for who? For Me, all of us. You? That's yes. right. For the whole world. And so it's really an incredible thing when we think about that. So I think that's really, really, really cool. Look at number six. And the number six says this. It says, faith says mm-hmm. less about you and more about what you really believe to be true about oh, God. God. Yes. Let me read that again. Faith says less about you and more about what you really believe to be true about God. I think you kind of really kind of said that a few minutes ago. So yeah. it's more about God. It's every, faith is less about you and it's putting your full trust in everything relying on Jesus Christ, just like I'm sitting in this chair. Right. And so it's, it's less you and more him. Yeah, like we talked about last week with Peter mm-hmm. walking on the water, when Jesus right. called out to him. Mm-hmm. And in that moment, he didn't think about himself and his humanness and how That's he right. would most definitely sink he if was... he were to do that. But he said, okay, Jesus is calling me, okay. Yeah. So he set out to walk on that water. That's right. And he was probably, yeah. like, he was probably like, really, Lord? Yeah, I mean, he's looking at Jesus. I can get out of the boat and come to you. And he, he does exactly what Jesus tells him to do. And he gets out of that boat and heads towards him, you know. And as long as his eyes are on Jesus, he's fine. But when you take your eyes off of Jesus, what happens? Mm, you begin to sink, sink, right? But all you got to do is cry out to Jesus, and he'll pull you right mm-hmm. back up from where you're at. Mm-hmm. So, and we all have been there. We've been there. We've been walking on the water with Jesus. And there's sometimes that situations and circumstances come in our lives that get us distracted off of the face of Jesus onto whatever you're distract, whatever that distraction is. And so mm-hmm. you got to be careful right. of that. You got to keep your focus and keep your eyes on Jesus. Believe me, this old big boy knows because I go through battles on probably a daily basis of making sure I keep my eyes on Jesus mm-hmm. and not on my circumstances, my situations, my or anybody else's circumstances or situations, right. which sometimes as a pastor, you tend you to do that. that. Yeah. You kind of take that on. You, you take burdens that maybe you don't need to be taken because Jesus said, you know, he says, get, you know, he says, he says, cast your care upon me for I care for you. He says, he says, give me your yoke, whatever he is. My yoke is light and it's easy, right? He says, give me your burden, whatever you're burdened about, give it to him. It's not for us. The, the battle is not ours. The battle mm-hmm. is to be the Lord's. And so right. we need to surrender all of our, all that junk and funk in our life. And we need to give it to Jesus. Because it's a distraction. It is a distraction. Yeah. And it takes our eyes off of the one that truly matters, purpose, right? That right. gets us through. So, so, um, so then, uh, so, and then I was thinking about Abraham too, right? Mm-hmm. And he had to, he was, had to sacrifice his own son. Yeah, that's right. And he followed through in faith. That did not make sense to him. Think mm-hmm. about that. But he, he, his faith in God was so huge, man. It was huge. And we know it was huge because before he climbed that mountain with his own son, he told the attendants, the servants, he said, he said, he says, stay here with the cart. Stay here with all my stuff, right? He says, until me and the boy return, come back. Until we <laughs> both come back. So even before, even though he knew he was supposed to sacrifice his son, he knew that God was going to make a way uh, for him and his son to come back down the mountain. Mm-hmm. Whether he told him to kill him and he'd resurrect him or, or like what happened. He provided the lamb right. in the thicket, right? So he did that. So he made a provision. And so... Faith, man, faith is action. Mm. It definitely is action. So, so, so let's look at uh, uh, number seven says, because God is what? Is faithful. Is faithful. Um, God is faithful, and you and I can have active faith. Because God is faithful, you and I can have what? Active, active faith. faith. Because he's there. He, he is faithful in your heart, in your life. He is faithful in you and me and all of us. If, but we just got to let him and his faithfulness carry us through. And we just got to, we got to, we got to, we got to decrease and allow him to increase in our life. And, and he will do that. So there, and one way that we do that is there's like over 8,000 promises in the word of God for you right. and for me. 
And we need to claim those uh, promises. We need, to, we need to pray those promises. We need to live those promises. That you are more than a conqueror by Christ Jesus. Mm-hmm. And, and listen, when you're going through a tough time, you can pray that prayer right back. Say, Lord, you said we are more than conquerors by Christ Jesus. You pray that prayer back to him. Listen, God is faithful. He's, he is going to answer for you. And so I just want to encourage you that uh, pray these promises. Uh, yeah, that, for, that, that I, it actually gives us an opportunity to see God move in our life. That's right. We must grab the promises of God, make them personal in our life, and then mm-hmm. pray them back to him because he's the one that made the promises to you. It's just, praying God's word. That's right. Exactly. And if you pray God's word, I'm telling you, you can't go wrong with that. That's God's word. Mm-hmm. It's living, sharper, to edge sword. It changes everything, separates mm-hmm. bone and marrow, everything. God's word is everything. I mean, God's word created everything that we see and behold. He spoke it. Here it is. And so I, it just, it's just powerful for us. And that's why we must read it on a daily mm-hmm. basis. We must grab those promises. Must do that. Number eight, what God has called us to, he will equip mm-hmm. us for. Right? So what God has called us to, he will equip us for. And so when I think about this, I think about that Roman shield, right? The Roman shield, you notice on the the picture right there, those shields are like, they're huge. They're like about four foot tall by about a couple feet wide. And they're big enough that these dudes can kind of hide behind them, you know. And so they had them uh, for, I mean, it's just really kind of impressive. They Mm -hmm. had some of them are made of metal. They had some that are made of wood. Uh, they would take those uh, those wooden skins. ones and, and they have skins on top mm-hmm. of them, and they'd have uh, they'd have a, little a metal med- medallion medallion type thing almost in like the this almost like the one I got here with the with the, of course they got the cross on it right <laughs> almost like the little medallion on there so and they would have those you see them on there mm-hmm. and then what they would do is what you see behind me on the background uh, you can see if you kind of stood back they cover themselves up with them. They so did. they did that to extinguish those fiery darts and the javelins that would be hurled at them. Mm-hmm. And so they would sit there and they would cover up with those things. And it's just really kind of amazing, you know, that, that they would cover up as a protective act. So they would, they would take those things. If they were wooden, uh, they, would, they would soak them in water or the rag on top. The leather would be soaked and dip them in water. And so when the fiery darts came, they would take the darts and they would put them in pitch, set them on fire and shoot mm-hmm. them. You've seen them in the movies before, and they come on down, and then, the, then hopefully the shield would extinguish the fiery darts, and, uh, and it would uh, deflect away from, uh, from those darts. And that's, you know, we need to really pray. So if we see those guys, like behind us, man, they're taking an active stance. That's their shield of faith. Uh, they're holding that thing up, and they're, they're guarding their hearts, and they're guarding their bodies and all their vital organs, and, and they're making that little turtle shell that they can kind of hide under to kind of protect, protect them. them from it. So it's really kind of a cool thing. And so I just thought it was really cool when you look at that. And they make like a little door and all that good stuff. So it's really kind of cool. So uh, number nine says, the enemy will send fiery javelins and, and arrows into your life to do what? To distract, distract you. you. And so, and That's- this... Is a great point. You That's, want to talk about it? It's yeah. Well, point. so so the enemy would sh- would would uh, shoot those uh, or throw those fiery javelins or darts or arrows or and and it really wasn't meant to uh, kill them necessarily, mm-hmm. but to cause um, they were hoping as they dipped those arrows or javelins into the pitch or the tar that it would set something ablaze. And as it was sitting setting something ablaze, then it distracted them to that fire. So now they've kind of broke rank a little bit, putting out these fires, and now you have a weakness in that spot. And Satan does the same thing for us. Remember, he is scheming, he's planning, he's watching. So he puts little fires in our life, fires of doubt. That's right. Um, mm-hmm. um, not being confident in what God has called you to, mm-hmm. you know. Mm-hmm. Um, maybe he's uh, made you vulnerable to... Uh, I don't know, you get distracted on all kinds of different things, on circumstances that are going on in your life, so you get mm-hmm. so involved in what That's the little right. fires that are going on that you can't see or step forward mm-hmm. into the purpose God's called you fiery to. Fiery darts of money, money, fiery darts of work, employment, work. fiery darts of making payments, fiery hey, darts words, of... Hey, words people say to you like, uh, yeah, you probably couldn't do that. Yeah, right. Uh, oh, yeah. Why or, would you want to do that? Why would you want to move so right. far away? Why would... <laughs> that's right. Or you're not going to amount to a whole lot. You, know, yeah. you grow up, you're not going to amount to anything. There's so many darts out there. It's like gazillions of them. And... 
And, you know, they try to get us distracted, you know. I can mm-hmm. see them now where, you know, it's like uh, the one illustration we heard of. It's like you watch some old Western movies. I love them, you know, with John Wayne. And they got the wagon train. <laughs> circle and, the wagons. And they circle the wagons. <laughs> and, the, and the Indians are running around shooting arrows, flaming arrows. And they catch the, their wagons on fire. Well, what do they end up doing? They end up not fighting the Indians as much as they're trying to put, put out, out the, the fires. Fire. But guess what happens? The Indians get closer and closer and closer. Mm-hmm. And then they come through the barricades. Mm-hmm. And that's what happens. That's what the distraction does. It allows the enemy to proceed closer because you're so focused on the on the mm-hmm. on the arrow and what it's done on the on the distraction uh, that the enemy is able to pounce on you. Uh, it's very so, deceptive, very very deceptive. So important to take up the shield, take and up then that shield. then you can then you can then you can step out in that confidence. Exactly right. Mm-hmm. That's right. And then finally, number ten, it says the faith place. The faith place is stepping into a situation or circumstance where you put yourself into a position for God to have to come through. Ooh, that erects the shield. (laughs) (laughs) Absolutely. So that faith place is stepping into a situation or circumstance, whatever that might be. It Mm -hmm. might be a new job. It might be, it might be a big move. It might be going somewhere. It might be a, it might be a a health situation, whatever that circumstance is. A loss of a loved one. Or a loss of a loved one, one, which we've been experiencing here in our fellowship, where Mm -hmm. you put yourself into a position, listen, for God to have to, to come, come through. through. You can't change mm-hmm. the circumstance. You can't fix the situation. You can't, there's nothing, you don't, you're powerless to do it. Mm-hmm. But when you're in that position, in fact, the Bible says when, he's, when we are weak, mm-hmm. what happens? Mm-hmm. That's when he is strong. When we are mm-hmm. small, he becomes he's big. He is it? huge. Yes. He overwhelms. And so we just got to exercise that little bit of faith and let the bigness of God take over whatever that circumstance or situation may be. Mm-hmm. And I thought that was good, you know. God is always there, right? Yeah, you know, because when, when we walk in faith, if you can ever think of a time or when maybe God had called you to do something, but you really weren't sure you could accomplish that. Mm-hmm. But we know that if he calls us to something, he will equip us or, and enable us to do it. And mm-hmm. so sometimes it's just that first step, that stepping out. That's but right. as you step out, because you know fear... That's right. Is the antagonist to faith. Fear. So if we have fear, we, if we're locked into fear, then right. he's keeping us from that purpose. Yeah. So when we take that step with faith, then God just starts to build that confidence in you. That's you can right. walk upright. And yeah, you, can, you need to write this in the margin of your Bible. Fear is false evidence appearing real. That's what fear is. False evidence appearing real. And that's what Satan does. That's what Satan does, man. He's a liar and the truth isn't even in him, right? Mm -hmm. So it isn't. So that's really good, honey. That's very good. And then, and when we think about, and listen, God is with you. He is Mm -hmm. with you. I think about Luke 24 when these two men were on the road to Emmaus. Jesus has been resurrected, and then Jesus shows up walking with these two dudes down the road, and he's, mm-hmm. and he's sharing all kinds. They're talking <laughs> about the, Jesus and how he was crucified and all this kind of stuff, and then, sh- and then Jesus is sharing with them all kinds of things, and he's opening up their minds to the Old Testament scriptures and stuff, and they don't recognize it's Jesus, right? And then all of a sudden they sit down to eat, and he breaks bread, and then Jesus, like, vanishes. And so their eyes are open. They said, oh, my goodness. Do we not feel our heart burn within us when he was speaking? Absolutely. Why? Because Jesus is with us. And some of you may even have that now. Maybe Jesus is speaking to your heart right now. And, and you it sense burns that within burning you in you because you're you going, know. Yes. You know when you're knower. That's right. You know when you're knower. That's right. You absolutely know when you're knower. So, and so I think about that. I mean, do our hearts burn within mm. us? Do your hearts ever burn within you, especially when you're spending time with God, you know? Hills Campus, this is amazing at what a little bit of active faith, faith can, can do, do as we look through. I mean, we're fixing to take this huge step uh, of becoming our own separate church, you know? And I'm thinking, look at what God has been doing over the past few years, you know? I, God has been moving and active and building and doing things. And, and, you know, for me as a pastor, sometimes I don't think things happen as quick as I'd like to them to happen in my flesh, you know. I want to see things happen yesterday. Uh, but then God shows me and says, son, it's, it's, it's not time yet, son. It's not. <laughs> so he has to push me back and settle me down and say, okay, God, I, I need to wait on you. We need to wait on the right people for the right positions and right places and all those things, you know, and, and, and wait on our folks to 
get that switch flipped in their eyes and their spirit to say, hey, I can do this or I can do that. And then they go and do it. So it's really kind of cool. And so I would just encourage you just to kind of think about that as we're moving forward in the kingdom of God. We're trying to do that. See, we must decrease, right? And he must what? Increase Increase in our life every single time. So I have a question for you. What has God called you to do? What has he called you to do? What has God called us to do as his church? What has God called mm-hmm. us to do as his church? And we're going to be hearing a lot more about that in the, in the Sundays and the weeks and the years to come of what God has called us to do. And, you know, God has been uh, ministering to my heart and my spirit about where God is taking us as a church. What is, what is the vision? What is the direction? Uh, what are, where are we going as a church body, as a church family? in order to reach our community, reach our neighborhood, and reach our county for Jesus Christ and beyond. So there are all kinds of things. So that's my question. What has God called you to do? What has God called us to do together? So uh, no matter how difficult or hard and crazy it might sound, God has called us to do something, right? And so... uh, and so it reminds me of a story in Luke, and I think you want to talk um, about yeah. that. Yeah, so we're going to look at Luke, Luke 5. Luke 5. Starting in verse 4, but as you're, as you're getting there, if you're turning in your Bible, um, Jesus has been speaking to crowds all over. Mm-hmm. And he comes, um, he comes to a, a, a crowd that's pressing in on him. In verse 1, it talks about it at the lake... Uh, Genezaret. Yeah, Genezaret. Mm-hmm. That one. That's the one. <laughs> I knew That's the one, yes. And as he comes and approaches this lake and the crowds are pressing yes. in on him, yes. and there's a couple of boats yes. and the, the fishermen have already cleaned their nets. They've been out Absolutely. all night fishing, That's right? right. Mm-hmm. And so Jesus steps into one of the boats and it just happens to be Simon's boat, mm-hmm. which later becomes Peter. Mm-hmm. So he tells Simon, he says, push off the shore. And so we pick up on, uh, in four, um, after Jesus gives this message um, to the crowd, so he's preaching the message to the crowd off the shore a little bit in the boat, which I imagine that would project, right? Be oh, loud. Yeah, definitely, yeah. It would be loud. Water so then in verse four, he says, When he had finished speaking, he said to Simon, This is Jesus, put out into deep water and let down your nets for a catch. Yeah. Now, remember, they had just cleaned their nets. They'd been out all night. And if you're one of those people where your dots have to connect, like everything has to be set up just like, I know if I do this, your this OCD? will happen. Oh, yeah. Well, maybe, maybe, maybe not. <laughs> but um, so for, for Peter, this did not make sense to him. Right. They didn't fish in the day. They fished at night. And he just finished fishing. He didn't catch anything. But look what he says. Master, Simon replied, We've worked hard all night long and caught nothing. But at your word, I'll let down the nets. Now, when he did that, they caught a great number of fish, and their nets began to tear. So they signaled to their partners in the other boat to come and help them. They came and filled both boats so full that they began to sink. Now, if you notice in this verse... You know, if it were us, you know, and our boats were filling up with fish, we'd be yelling at our, our, our across the way, hey, come over here, you got to see this, my boat's filling up. But Peter did not do that. All he did was signal. So I wonder, he signaled for them to come. I wonder if Peter was so in awe by what Jesus had just done wonder. Mm-hmm. that he was speechless. He was. He couldn't say anything because of the miracle that had just taken place. Both boats were so full. That's right. That he was overwhelmed. That he was overwhelmed. He couldn't even <laughs> speak. So he just said, mm-hmm. you know, come. And those nets, I'm sure they were big, heavy, honking, heavy yes, nets. And, yes. and working all night long and seeing that. And then, Which, look, here, 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 here's a thought, too. Because... Jesus says to Peter, he preached this message, and this is what happens to us, right? So he preaches a message, and then he says, all right, Peter, come on, let's go. Mm-hmm. So we hear messages, and we want to know, is, is it taking you to your Monday, your Tuesday, your Wednesday, your Thursday, your Friday, your Saturday? Are you, are you stepping out? Right. Because Jesus didn't wait till mm-hmm. this, he didn't wait three days later to say, come to the deep. It was mm-hmm. after he preached, he said, okay, Peter, launch out into the deep. Mm-hmm. And then Peter 
was obedient. It didn't make sense to him. It was outside of the circumstances that he normally did. But he said, nevertheless, I'm going to go. That's right. I'll do so it. He, he becomes obedient to the master, to Jesus. And, mm-hmm. uh, and uh, because of in the craziest time, mm-hmm. the craziness of the, and you of know, the request. Man, you know, Jesus amazing. could have said, fish, jump up in the boat. He oh, yeah. could have commanded the fish to yeah. jump, but no. Boot the boat up. But they see, Peter, Peter had to do something. something right. He had to do something. He had to, he had to launch action. out, and he had to drop those mm-hmm. nets. So faith Peter had to do something. That's, it. That's faith right. Faith in action. I like that. And so, and so, it makes me think about you and me. You know, when's the last time that we launched out? When's the last time that we put down our nets? What What does that look like for you? What does that look like for me? And listen, and here's even a, even a, even a more real question: When was the last time? That God, that Jesus made you speechless. Mm. Mm. When was the last time, man, mm. made you speechless? You because know, because so obedient. because you were obedient to Him, and He fulfilled. Uh, uh, he fulfilled. He He showed up and He showed off in your mm. life as you were being obedient to the call of God on your life. And if you've never experienced that, I'm telling you, if you've never experienced that, man, you need to exercise your faith. You need to, you need to put it in action like what we're talking about. It's so important for us to commit to action uh, the little bit of faith that God gives us. I, I, I'm going to be a little transparent mm-hmm. here okay. myself. <laughs> Go for it, sister. Okay. So, you know, when, when, when Phil and I, when, when we accepted what God, we really felt like the Lord had laid on our hearts to come. And for me, um, I, I, wanted, I wanted to be like, mm, not so sure. I, I wasn't really sure. You, you know, I'm, a, I'm behind the scenes with you. I'm, I'm always with you doing stuff, not always out front when we were doing ministry. And so I was, it was a different place. So it was a little overwhelming. It was a little bit frightful. Mind you, I wasn't here very long, a couple of Sundays, and I hurt someone's feelings. Now, to know me, you got to know, I would never, I never would intentionally ever do that. And it doesn't matter, it doesn't matter what I thought the situation was or how I thought I spoke. The fact is, I hurt that person's feelings. And so I had to apologize. Mm-hmm. I, I had to apologize. And I remember that Sunday because I, I, I just went in your office and cried. Because yeah, sure I did. said, Lord, I, I, I don't know if I can do this. I don't know if I'm equipped for this. I'm not, I'm not sure I'm made out to do this, you know. But see, God showed up. I, I, I stood up that day, walked out of that office, and I knew that, that God was going to be with me. We can't always be people pleasers. We're not always going to... Um, um, do the right thing or say the right That's thing. Right. We make mistakes too, but it's it's realizing that you have and then being obedient to what God's word tells us to do. And uh, I'm just thankful that He did that. You know, because you 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 have to you have to really guard and not not let what others say to you. Use your shield because that's how Satan tries to work to say you can't do this. You'll, you'll never be able to do that. So you might as well pack it up and go on now because you can't do it. But, you know, God gives us the courage. We have right. faith in him to mm-hmm. believe what he says and what he equips us and calls us to or what he calls us to, he will mm-hmm. equip us to do. That's exactly right. And that, that's just taking that leap of um, stepping out on faith. Faith, exercise you know? faith, getting that's underneath right. Jesus and letting Jesus Let move him you. Move and, so, and so what I love about this is, is that, you know, that Jesus, what Jesus does, he allows you and I to hear the message, right? Mm-hmm. Just like he told Peter what to do. He allows us to hear the message. And then don't you think that when he says do something, then he's going to provide an opportunity for you to flesh it out. If you are mm-hmm. serious about it, listen, mm-hmm. if you're serious about him and you hear him speak to your heart, then listen, you're going to step out of the boat and you're going mm-hmm. to do what he commands you to do. And it's exactly what Peter did. That's exactly what anybody that Jesus told of his disciples to do something and they did it. Man, they were amazed by what they were able to do, you know. And it's just an amazing thing when you think about all these, all the things. We just have to exercise that faith and put it into action. Hear his message. We've got to respond to his message. And how do we respond in, in his, to his message? We respond in obedience, and so many times we're tempted to, that's too hard, and you walk away mm-hmm. from it, 
or something happens, a circumstance happens in your life that the enemy's trying to get you distracted and you walk away from God. You run away from God and you run away from the church and you run away from your church family and the, and the very thing you're running away from is the very thing you that you knew should be running to. towards. Yes. And we do that so much. Even Christ, So many Christians do that. And, and we, that should not be. It shouldn't be. And so I think about hearing the message, receive the message that Jesus gives you, answer it, right? And then, and then take this opportunity for you to flesh it out. He's going to give you the ability and the strength and the know-how and everything to do it, to do it. And I want to share kind of an illustration with you about that. One of our members here has still been blessing my heart here <laughs> lately. And it's uh, Brother Kenny Kiker. You might see him. He usually sits on this side over here against the wall with him and Lisa. Uh, but he's a nurse, and he likes riding motorcycles. And uh, when you see him, I think you would see. But, but here is a man who has answered. He's heard a message from Jesus. He's responded to that message from Jesus. And then he's putting his faith in Jesus into action as he begins to do something that he's never done before. And so this is really cool. So check this out. I want you to enjoy this. You might have to turn your sound up to hear what he's saying, but check it out. Amen. So that's awesome. I think that is so awesome. So, so here he is. And you heard he said, he said, put your faith in God. Put your faith in God. That's exactly, you know how much courage it took for him to do that and to begin doing that. And that was his first time, actually his second time. He tried it on the motorcycle while he was riding. We couldn't hear him, so he pulled off and then said it again. And so, so it took courage for him to do that. And I think right now he's got, he's got old friends that he's reconnected with, he hasn't for years, to be able to share his faith in Christ with them on a more one-on-one uh, basis. And so, and so here he is. He's taken the message, something that he's heard, and God has spoke to his heart, and he's man, unlocked his heart, and he's humbled himself, and by God's power, God has provided. In fact, he shared with me, he says, these words that I'm using, I don't even know where they came from. And so, but that's, I said, yeah, you do. I said, that's the Holy Spirit. The Holy Spirit puts all that inside of you to say what needs to be said because somebody needs to hear uh, the, the salvation. Somebody needs to hear. Somebody needs to be encouraged. Somebody needs to be saved. And so I love seeing that with one of our members, man, my biker dude, Kenny Kiker, man. And so, listen, if you got Facebook, you need to go to uh, Good News Biker. Good News Biker, that's a Facebook page that he has. It's a new blog, and he'll be posting things on it routinely. And he has asked people to connect with him, and he just wants to share the love of Jesus Christ and everything that Jesus has done for him. And so that's just one little example or illustration of, listen, that's faith in action right there, and I love that. And so, Brother Kenny... Thank you, dude, for that. That's an awesome example for all of us, including this big old boy, to follow. And so I, I just really commend you on listening to God's voice. It's so important for us to do it. So, so here's the thing. When it doesn't make sense, sometimes God mm-hmm. just calls us out of our own comfort zone yes. to see if, listen, to see if, one, that we are serious about our faith in him. Listen, that's a demonstrate. When you go out and you think, man, there's no way I can do it. There's no way, brother, if I get up here and speak to all the people, there's no way I can do it. And I would say, amen. 
And I say amen to Kenny. There's no way you could do it, dude. It's the power of Jesus in you that does it. You can't do anything apart from Jesus. It takes his God-sized power to help you to accomplish and do. It takes his God-sized power to help me to be a pastor. It takes his God-sized power to help her be the wife of a crazy pastor. So anyway, and so it does. And it takes God-sized power to help uh, Danny do the media and the stuff that he's doing. God has equipped him to do certain things. And so I'm just so grateful for it. We need to be serious about our faith. And if we are, then we're going to trust him. We're going to move forward in it and to get us out of our comfort zone to see if we're serious about it, but also to see if we will Mm -hmm. follow through Mm -hmm. with what he says to do. Yeah. No matter how crazy or ridiculous it may seem at the time. And not, it doesn't even matter if people will agree or not agree with you. Sometimes. Because if he lays it on your heart. And you don't do it, you're saying God is not able. That's right. He's not able to, to do that for you, to do it through you. And, and, and we know that he can do anything. Yeah. Nothing's impossible for That's God. That's right. That's right. So, you know, it's like um, because it's, it's in, like in Isaiah 55, 9. What does he say? My ways are not, not your, your ways. ways. So ways are higher we, than That's right. Ways. They're higher than our ways. His thoughts so. are not our thoughts, mm-hmm. right? That's so good. That's so good. And then also, once we do those things and we see God's presence in here, this is going to be so easy for you to say, man, give God the credit, right? Mm -hmm. We give him the credit when he uses you, and it brings him eternal glory because he has used you for his kingdom purpose. And when he Mm -hmm. uses you for his kingdom purpose, you know what he's going to do? He's going to open up more opportunities, more windows, more mm-hmm. doors to reuse you for more opportunities for him mm-hmm. to shine and to get the glory. So you got to check your motives, check your heart, make sure you do it because God is leading you to do it and you do it for his glory because mm-hmm. all that he's done for you is so yeah. good. So is God setting you up to say yes to him? Is God truly setting you up? And so here are two words I want you to write down. Now write these two words down. They're so important. Two words. I don't want you to forget these two words. The first word is principle, right? Principle. The second word is preference. God wants us to live by the principle of his what? Of his eternal, everlasting word. See, you know why you need to live by principle instead of preference? Because principle never changes. Principle is rock solid. Principle is absolute, undeniable truth. And when you live by principle, then you know that God is going to help you through whatever it is that he's calling you and telling you to do. Live by principle. The problem in the church and problem outside the church is people live by their own personal preferences. There is nothing in the Bible that tells you to live by your own feelings and what you like and what you don't like and personal preferences. Mm -hmm. It's not in here. It's not. That's, a, that's what the enemy tells you. Mm-hmm. Well, I'm going to be my own man. I'm going to be my own woman. I'm going to date him no matter what. I'm going to do this. I'm going to do that. I'm going to do whatever I want to do because I'm my own. And see, so you become your own God, mm-hmm. and you're a very foolish person. We're living out consequences because that's of right. that. Right? That's right. Exactly right. Every day. And you, you all know what I'm talking about. How many of you have ever lived out consequences? Mm-hmm. I mean, Choices. instead of, it's, you know, we, should, we need to listen and learn. Yeah. <laughs> so listen to me, folks, and learn and take this. Live by principle, God's principle, and quit living by what makes you feel good or by your preference or living in fear because of what might happen if you step out on principle. Principle living will always reward you. And you may not see it here, but you'll see it up there for sure. Live a principle life. Paul lived a principle life. Been living a principle life sometimes took him down a road of getting beat up mm-hmm. and all this kind of stuff. But there were moments in his life where the power of God was manifest through his life. Don't you think, don't you think there's times when he was singing in prison and in, in, in the, in the, in the, the, the Philippian jailer was in there and the, and, the, and the ground shook and the gates opened up and to let him out and to mm-hmm. free their chains. Don't you mm-hmm. think that just gave Paul more assurance that Jesus was with him? Mm-hmm. Absolutely. I mean, Paul, we just studied, he's going to Jerusalem knowing he's going to be in chains, knowing he's going to be bound, knowing he's going to be beat because the Holy Spirit had told him that. And so he goes and then he's got friends all along the way telling him, don't go to Jerusalem, don't go to Jerusalem, don't go. you're going to get beat up. 
But he's living by the principle of the Holy Spirit and the Word of God and what God's Word told him to do. And he went in there. And don't you know that as he knew that God spoke to his heart and his friends were telling him not to go, that God was reinforcing. Every friend that told him was reinforcing the initial steps that this was God's plan. This was God's will for his life. And he went into Jerusalem and he got beat up, but he got rescued from that. And then he goes to Rome, as we're going to see here later on as we go on our Sundays in our book of Acts. So God has, he wants you to live by principle. And when you live by principle, listen, your heavenly reward is going to be so amazing. And there are many times in those principles that God blesses us so richly, like with Peter. I mean, can you imagine how Peter felt when his nets are busting? And he had been fishing all night. Come on, that's hard work all night long and not catching nothing. That's boring. And that's a lot of work for nothing, right? And then Jesus fills his net up and starts busting it open. Mm. And he can't even pull it in. And so that's amazing. Mm. Live by the principle of being obedient to the word of God. And let that principle bless your life. Mm, even when Amen. it don't make sense. Even when it don't make mm -hmm. sense. So that's, two words, principle and preference. That's, and that's why, that's why mm. we're going through the armor of God because it's so crucial to our everyday life. Yeah. It's just crucial to be prepared and to be armed and, and ready, knowing, knowing that trials are going to come. That's right. Things are going to happen in our life. Mm -hmm. And I've heard you say this before, but you, when we come through something, mm -hmm. And God brings us through that. There's always, there's always another scheme. That's there's right. always another dart. There's always another new level, new devil, another devil. <laughs> <laughs> Never Old forget, write that down too. Yeah, yeah. You go to, you go to a new, new level. There's always going to be another devil, you know. And so, and so, as we close tonight, you know, I just want to remind you. Paul writes in Ephesians chapter three. Verse 20 and 21, Bob Ferry, I love when he quotes this. He says, now to him who is able to do above and beyond all that we ask, ask or, or think, think, according to what? To the power, power that works in, in who? Us. In, in us. us. His power in us. It says, to him, him. Jesus, be glory, be glory in the church and in Christ Jesus to all, all generations, generations forever and ever. Amen. Amen. Right? Amen. Well, we love you all. We want to thank you for being with us tonight. Take that word. Commit it to your heart. Pray it. Pray it to him. He is able to do above and beyond all you could ever ask or think. He wants to do that for you tonight. Need to let him. Step out in faith. Get out of that comfort zone. Do what he tells you. The Holy Spirit says do it. Man, don't hesitate. Do it, okay? He holds don't waste. it in our hands, right? That's right. That's right. <laughs> he leads you and guides you every step of the way. Father, we just thank you for this time together. We thank you for your precious word. We thank you, Lord, for the measure of faith that you give every man and woman, Lord, that we're talking to tonight. And just pray, Lord Jesus, that we would answer the call. Lord, you call each and every Every time we read the word of God, Lord, you're going you're to bring something into our mind, something into a heart that we need to accomplish in our life. And Lord, it's our prayer for every one of us, including ourselves, God, that we would first hear your message, but then we would also respond to the message. Don't just get up and walk out and then forget it. And Lord, that, that you're, you're missing a tremendous blessing when you do that. Lord, I pray, God, that you would just have us to have ears to hear, have to have eyes to see, have to have hearts that are melted and pliable to be absorbed. Every message, God, that you would bring our way. And Father, we just give you praise for the shield of faith. We thank you for the whole armor of God that we can put on the helmet of salvation, that we can put on the breastplate of righteousness to guard our emotion. We put on the belt of truth to help us discern good from bad. Put on the gospel shoes of peace that we can stand firm against the devil and the enemies and people and all those things that we can take up that shield of faith, God, to deflect every fiery dart the devil will try to hurl our way to get us to be distracted. And Lord, we thank you finally for the word of God, which is the sword of the Lord. And God, we thank you, Lord. We thank you for all of our family and all of our friends. And we just pray, God, a special blessing. Lord, I lift up Carl Cole to you right now, God, who has undergone surgery to remove fluid around his heart. Lord, it's not enough. He's got it around his lungs, but he's got it around his heart. I pray, God, that your tender mercies would be upon his life and his body, that you'd extract and dry up all that fluid around his heart and his lungs, and, Lord, that you would restore his health back to him, God. And, Lord, I thank you for my brother. I pray you give him strength and stamina. But more than important, I pray, God, that you would speak into his heart, speak to his mind, let him know that you're as close as the mention of your name. And, Father, we give you praise and glory. Until we all meet again, Father, 
whether it's tonight in glory or Sunday morning for service, we give you praise for it all in Jesus' precious name. Mm -hmm. Amen. Amen. And there's one more thing I want to say. Go for it. Okay. Pastor, um, Pastor um, Tony Evans said this. This is what he says about faith. <laughs> faith is acting like it is so, even when it's not so, so that it might be so, just because God said so. And so. I like that. That's pretty precious. So yep. faith is acting like it is so, even when it's not, not so, so what it might be so, right? Just, Just because, because God said so. God said, said so. so. <laughs> Good night. We love y'all. Good night. Bye-bye.